I loved working with the flowers and being in nature and expressing it. But what I didn't expect was the connection. Mm -hmm. In hindsight, I think that the reason I had such a hard time during lockdown was because I was not getting connection from people like right. at the grocery store. I'm someone that really thrives on that. So when people started making comments or asking me questions, I can't tell you, like I felt so happy and elevated. Right. I got this connection that I never, I mean, I got on Instagram to spy on my kids originally. <laughs> and you and so, me both, sister. How old are they now? 22, 21, and 16. Especially TikTok. You're going to be a spy on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stephanie Hoover Asher always had a passion for natural beauty, flowers, and arranging them, and performing. But she didn't piece it all together until the pandemic, when her video venture, Pretend Flower Show, was born. It just skyrocketed in popularity on Instagram in a matter of months with followers and views in the tens of thousands. This adorable, charming stay-at-home New York mom who had been professionally trained as an actress in Colorado with a master's in theater, later working in L.A., has found her dream gig now, later in life. And it seems she's just getting started with brand collaborations, celebrities who loved watching her during lockdown, and influencers sharing her videos all the time. Lisa Rinna is apparently a fan of the show, as am I. Let's listen now to how Stephanie launched this. And remember, it's never too late to go get it. Hi, Stephanie. Welcome. And thanks for joining me on the podcast. It's great to have you here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored. It's so fun. And I feel like I actually know you just from having watched your videos, which is a gift and an ability on your end because you're very approachable and you've created this thing in the pandemic. But I have to start off right off the bat. Where did you get the name? The Pretend Flower Show. It's so cute. Thank you. It's so funny. I have a big imagination and I pretend a lot. Even just when I would be cooking a meal at home when my kids were little, we'd pretend it was being filmed or we pretend we're from <laughs> France and have an accent. And it was like really just a natural thing. Not a lot of thought in it. Okay. So sometimes it just comes from that place. It's an instinct and it's working for you. As I said, we're going to dive into how you created this, how it really was a passion that you've had for a very long time that you returned to. But you were actually trained to be an actress. So I think you went to University of Colorado. Let's just dial it back to the earlier version of you and who you were then. What were your dreams? What lit you up about theater? And we'll juxtapose that with who you are now. But you were a theater kid. Yeah, that's a really, really good question and something I actually haven't thought about in a really long time. <laughs> I grew up in Southern California and my family was very involved in theater and the arts and acting. I was completely surrounded by that. Mm. And so it was sort of just expected that I would go into that field. I wasn't good at a lot of things, but I was sort of good at that. Like I always did well and I always got the lead in the play and stuff like that. So it just, again, without a lot of thought, it was just that was what I was going to do. And I loved it. And I felt really confident, like on a stage. After I graduated from Boulder as a theater major, I moved right back to L.A. and started hitting the pavement. 
I have to say, I always have such respect for people that go for it. And I always had somewhat of an interest in it. Clearly, getting into news, being on screen, being in TV, there's a performance interest. Yes, absolutely. But I just think it takes a lot of bravado. Yeah. So good for you for going for it. Was it tough? It was really tough. And what I learned was that my personality didn't really mesh with being an actress. Because Mm. really, if you go into that, you have to be almost like a gypsy. You need to be able to not work for periods of time, work for periods of time, not know if you're getting a paycheck, get a paycheck. And I wanted stability. So the two didn't really go together for me, but it was great when I was younger. My parents were still paying my bills Mm -hmm. and, and that was great. And then when I went back to get my master's, that was really helpful because it gave me some stability. I could then teach and I did a lot of theater and there was a lot of stability with that. Right. So I enjoyed that part of it. And obviously the performance element of it was in you from the beginning. And it's like you've come back to a part of that having started this show. And I know you're a mom of three and you have a beautiful home. You live in a lovely part of the suburbs in New York. You have a dream life in a lot of ways, but something must have been missing for you that you sought this out. And the flower arranging element of it is something that was from your childhood. Were those like the best memories with your mom? I know you were in Pasadena growing up. So what brought you back to this, as you call it, your primary passion? The pandemic, to be really honest, the pandemic. Yeah. Because all of a sudden I found myself sort of down in the dumps. Like so many of us. Yeah, but the only thing that was helping me to feel better was being in the garden and spending time in nature and particularly working with flowers. And so I thought, well, if it's making me feel better, maybe I can share this and it can make other people feel better. And that's where I think the fact that I am comfortable in front of a camera and talking to a camera and not feeling like the pressure that just sort of came with it without me even sort of realizing that that's why I think people resonated because I I was natural. I was having fun, but I was also doing something that was making me feel mentally better. Do you feel like it was cathartic in a way? Because as you said, so many of us were dealing with all these different emotions, frustration, and in the worst cases, grief, and just a very, very dark time for all of us. Did you feel that getting in front of the camera and reconnecting with floral arrangements was a bit of therapy for you? It was 100% therapy, and it was even better than I imagined. And I think the reason I stuck with it was because I loved working with the flowers and being in nature and expressing it. But what I didn't expect was the connection. Mm -hmm. In hindsight, I think that the reason I had such a hard time during lockdown was because I was not getting connection from people like at the grocery store. I'm someone that really thrives on that. So when people started making comments or asking me questions, I can't tell you, like I felt so happy and elevated. I got this connection that I never, I mean, I got on Instagram to spy on my kids originally. (laughs) You and me both, sister. How old are they now? 22, 21, and 16. Especially TikTok. You got to be a spy on TikTok. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, it was like, they were home during lockdown, but they didn't want to have anything to do with me. 
So I was almost more lonely than ever. Right, which is natural. We were all going through it. Totally. Let's talk about how it blew up because you probably didn't expect that either, right? You have tens of thousands of followers and video views at this point, and and that went fairly rapidly. Yeah. Did you feel it was because you were engaging with people and you just got more and more interest? I saw Lisa Rinna follows you. By the yeah. Way. Yeah. I love her. I love how she dances. I love her energy, but maybe she was attracted to exactly that, your energy. Yeah. She's amazing and so supportive, like incredibly supportive. To be really fair, I started getting bumps in my followers when Lisa posted about me. Oh, she did. Okay. A couple other people who did, gave me shout outs. Like that's when I noticed all of a sudden I have like a whole bunch of new followers and it did. It went from like zero to a hundred. Seems like pretty quickly. That's exciting. And your kids were probably like, yes, oh, mom. Yeah. Right? yeah. It, it, it was super exciting and is still very exciting and fun. And I do get very excited when someone that I really respect or know or look up to starts following me or makes a comment. I just get really excited. Totally. So let's talk about the show itself and what you're doing. Is it weekly now? I think you started in your home, but I've also seen you out in the field, in stores, in action, so to speak. What are you really trying to achieve here? I think I get a sense of your message, but what is also that part of the show? What, what do you really want people to take away from it? I think where I get insecure, I struggle is because I, I don't really know. Do I want to own a shop? Do I want to write a book? Do I want to, I don't know, sort of yes to all of the above. I love how honest that is too. Like you don't necessarily have to have your five-year plan right now. Yeah. And that still works. I mean, I want to, and I think a lot about things, but I found that then that kind of boxed me in a little bit. Yeah. And even like the first time when I did something that didn't have to do with any flowers. It was like these ice lanterns and people loved that. Yeah. So I go back and forth with what am I? Am I a pretend flower show or am I just sort of like someone that's having fun that you can relate to that does crafts and flowers? And that's okay though. Yeah. What you're doing is working. It doesn't necessarily have to have an end game. I think that that's sort of where I'm at right now. And I've been really excited about some opportunities that have come my way through it that mm. don't even have anything to do with flowers. Can you talk about them? Well, I'm doing some work with the Tarte Cosmetic Company now, nice. which is really fun and funny because it has nothing to do with flowers or the pretend flower show. They're introducing some more mature, I should say, people who are using their makeup and their skincare lines and Little things like that have come, which has just been such a fun kind of, you know, I, I love now I'm in my fifties. I'm mid, no, in my not. mid fifties and I love that I'm doing things that I've never done before. Stop it. You look crazy good. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder Tart jumped on you. <laughs> no, It's almost as if it's meant to be, you're not trying to get this attention. It's just coming your way. And I believe in karma and I believe in good things like that happen to good people. So tell me some advice you might give to someone like you. It doesn't necessarily have to be a stay-at-home mom who jumped into something like this and is watching it become wildly popular. It could be anybody that's a little stuck. We're entertaining, but we're also trying to empower them with something tangible. Every guest I have, and a lot of them are entrepreneurs at various stages, they'll say, well, there's just this one thing that I always think was influential in helping me get over that hump of the uncertainty. So if you had to boil it down, what would you say you'd like people to take away from this conversation? 
I think a couple things is you're never too old. It's never too late. Amen. I mean, I haven't thought about acting or had anybody ask me about my, I have a master's in theater, you know? Yeah. I thought that was part of the old Stephanie, the, the past. Yeah. It's not. And so you're never too old. It's never too late to try something. And you have to sort of take the jump. I don't give myself credit for having so much bravery and taking the jump. I think I took the jump because I was in sort of a bad place and I was searching to find something that was going to make me feel better. And then it came. And then when I have those moments, like before I post any video, I get nervous and I get insecure and I think, what am I doing? Or start to second guess what I'm doing or analyze it too much. Totally. I don't let myself do that anymore because I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the pretend flower show if I did that. And no matter what, like if I never did another post right now, like the pretend flower show, I love, I just love the pretend flower show. I love it too, because it's real. It feels like I'm in your kitchen with you. Yeah. And I think that authenticity comes across. And I think that fear that you're talking about, do you think it's age-related? Because I have talked about this on my podcast, how I've been told I should do more TikTok. I actually have an account, but I haven't put any videos on it, right? And I think yeah. I talk about this in every single episode at this point because I still don't have the first video up. And there's something holding me back. And is it because it's like a younger platform and I'm not super young? I mean, what, you know, what yeah. do you think that fear is about? And I think you are telling me that's what you've been able to let go of. Well, and it's hard and it's a process. And and people have said that to me too. You got to get on TikTok and you got, and I was trying to, and I sort of made it fun to try to figure out how can I get more followers? But I think we're also afraid of being judged. Totally. I feel for these younger kids because at least now, sort of like you said, like I, I'm already cooked. Like I have this great life. I'm really happy, but I don't need to just sit back and coast. I'm coming with a little bit more security and a little bit like people judge you no matter what. So why not have fun and get judged? (laughs) You know, instead of trying to play it safe all the time, they're going to judge you even if you play it safe. So I couldn't agree more. Right. Because you're going to have those negative comments are going to come no matter what, whether you know about them or not. Yeah. And the more followers you get, the more feedback you get. I've been really lucky, I think, because... Most of my followers or all of my followers actually are just really sweet, nice people. Mm-hmm. And I think that helps that I call it the pretend flower <laughs> show. I mean, every now and then I do get a couple of <laughs> people who are like, wait, you are acting like you're an expert on, on dahlias and you're not. And I'm like, I know, yeah. I know. That's why it's called pretend, you know. But it's just that honesty and vulnerability and putting yourself out there that I think it just, it brings good things your way. I think just go for it. I'm so glad we did this. It went way too fast, as always. Yes, thank you so much. So the best place to learn more about the Pretend Flower Show is Instagram. Tell me yes. where to send people. Yes, definitely my Instagram. I'm I'm working on a website right now, but just my Instagram is the place to find me. And I love new followers and I love engagement. I think that's key. Stephanie, thanks so much for your time. I'm really glad we did this. Thank you. All right. I'll be watching. Oh, me too. (laughs) Have a good day. Oh, I can't wait. I love your podcast. You're amazing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right. Take care. All right. See you later. Bye. Thanks, as always, for being with me here on Bucket List Careers. Of course, we'll have more guests coming your way. I do appreciate if you would consider sharing the show, a particular episode that you thought spoke to you, a guest you connected with. 
I'm finding the best guests that I get are through word of mouth. I think there's a lot to be said about referral and organic growth in that way. We're doing great. I thank you for the support and our steady increase in listens. Let's keep the momentum going. Thank you so much again for being a part of this. Be well. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironicmedia.com.